The grace, mercy, and peace of Christ Jesus rest upon each and every one of you this day. Amen. Today's gospel lesson is one of the most misquoted, wrongly understood, and wrongly applied texts in all of Scripture. I know that might sound like a bit of an overstatement, but it is not. The words and meaning of this text are butchered time and time again. For starters, these words are part of a much larger context, a lengthy discourse known as the Sermon on the Plain. Yes, it is very similar to the Sermon on the Mount recorded in Matthew, but it is not the same sermon. It is not the same exact words, and it was not spoken at the same time. Although it was spoken to many of the same people, there is no error in recording here. I know it may sound hard to believe, but Jesus actually taught the same thing to people more than once. If you've ever been around kids, you will understand. You need to say things more than once. These words that comprise our gospel lesson for today are just a snippet of that great sermon. You know as well as I do that when you pluck a few words or a few phrases out of context, things go bad quickly. This is often the case with these particular words of Christ. In fact, we can get so myopic and tunnel-visioned in our reading or hearing of Scripture that even in the case of these six verses, we really only tend to focus on two words. Judge not. We can quote those two words perfectly, especially when we are feeling challenged or oppressed or demonized for our personal choices and behaviors. Everything else in the text is a blur. It is like the rest of the words are not even there. Judge not. That's all we know. That is all we need to know. More importantly, that is all everyone else needs to know. I know this may surprise some of you, but those words do not mean what you think they do. They certainly do not mean what most everyone else thinks they do. Those words do not mean that we are prohibited from distinguishing or judging between what is good and what is evil, between goodness and sinfulness. So often today people say, you can't judge me. You can't tell me that my behavior is bad. How dare you? Judge not, lest ye be judged. It amazes me how everyone can quote scripture when it suits them. This is not the meaning of this text. The Lord is referring here to a critical attitude, one that despises others, saying, I am holier than thou. I am better than you. I am above you. That is not an attitude of gracious forgiveness and mercy. That is an attitude of condemnation. That is a pietistic, pharisaical attitude that only seeks to condemn and lord over others. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. How often we forget that. How often we do not even hear that part, even though they are the first words of the text. That is the whole key to understanding and making sense of this text. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. 
When there is a conflict between ourselves and others, what is our desire? Well, maybe that is the wrong question. What should be our desire? What ought to be our desire? As a baptized, redeemed, and completely forgiven child of the Heavenly Father, our desire should not be to punish them or make them suffer because they have made us suffer in some way, shape, or form. Why? Why does the Christian not desire that pound of flesh from his or her neighbor, even though they deserve it? Well, for starters, the Christian knows and believes what God says about vengeance. Vengeance is mine, so saith the Lord. There's also the fact that the faithful Christian knows their own reality, quorum Deo, that is, before God. The Christian knows they have done bad and evil against God, and he has not ever dealt with us in this way. He does not give us what we deserve, the same way that we dare to deal with others. Think about that. Let that sink in. God, who is just and righteous without sin, has every right to punish us and condemn us to eternal hellish death and damnation. But that is not how our God and Father deals with us, is it? What does God do for us? Sunday school answer. Forgives us. Jesus. He sent his only begotten son to perfectly fulfill the law in our place. The perfect law of God that we cannot and do not fulfill. Suffering our justly deserved punishment and death on the cross. He sent his only begotten son to die and to be resurrected on the third day in order to gain eternal life for us. He was merciful to us, merciful to us through Christ and because of Christ. Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. This same mercy that God has so unconditionally shown to us must be reflected in our lives. Yes, I said must. I know that sounds very law-oriented, but it is not. I am not saying that you must do your part In order to be saved. No. But to not show mercy is to not be of the Father. It is not Christian. When the world sees you or hears you, they should see and hear Christ. Do they? As a redeemed child of God, a child of mercy, when someone does wrong against us, our will and desire must be to forgive them. And if possible, restore a good relationship between them and us. This does not mean that we should not call sin, sin. But we must trust, we must treat each other with humility, love, and mercy, just like the Father treats us. But we must also declare the truth of God's word. Indeed, this proclamation and confession of God's holy truth Full law and full gospel is all part of Christian love. It is love in action. God's love in action, in us and through us. 
I know our culture disagrees, but it is our God-given baptismal responsibility to confront others with their sins, not to condemn them, but to call them to repentance and salvation. If your friend is heading for a cliff, in what does love consist? If a friend or loved one is getting ready to dive into deceptively shallow, rock-filled water, in what does love consist? If you see a child wandering towards a busy street, in what does love consist? If the doctor knows it is cancer, in what does love consist? To not do or say anything? We do not want to judge, do we? No. Love warns of the danger. The same goes for when a loved one or a complete stranger whom Christ loved enough to die for, walks in sin. Love says to that person, you are in danger. Turn around. Return to the way of the Lord. Now, we must not be hypocritical in these cases. The Lord says, first remove the log from your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck that is in your brother's eye. We should not apply to others expectations that we do not apply to ourselves. Do as I say, but not as I do, never works. You need to go to church. I'm going to go golfing. That's not going to work. We must seek the forgiveness of God for our own sins before declaring the law to others. Hypocrisy is a terrible teacher, but repentant faith in action can work miracles. Miracles of repentance, life, and faith. Learn from me. Do not do what I have done. Been there, done that. It does not work. It does not turn out well. I love you enough to tell you the truth. I am not judging you. I am loving you just as I have been loved. And keep in mind here that all this talk of judgment and hypocrisy is not like a contract. It is not like if we do not judge others, then God will not judge us. Problem solved. No, on the contrary. Because of God's mercy to us, mercy is the fruit of the Holy Spirit that we bear in our daily lives. It is a very natural, effortless thing. Good fruit trees naturally bear good fruit. Right? We have been grafted to the vine of life that is Jesus. We have been grafted to his cross, his tree of life. The fruit that we as baptized and redeemed children of grace naturally bear is the cruciform, blood-stained fruit of Christ's unconditional love and mercy. Christian love, true Christian love, wants to help others in their need And call the lost to the right path. Christian love gets it. We know the love shown to us. We know the hellish alternative. Be merciful just as your heavenly father is merciful to you. If there is one thing you take away from today, I pray that this is it. If there is one thing you want to focus on today, focus on God's mercy and love to you. Focus on Christ, the very epitome of God's mercy and love for you. 
God's mercy and love for you in the flesh and in your very presence right here and right now. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, let us go forth and deal with each other and with all the other people God brings us into contact with in the love and mercy that God has so unconditionally and fully shown to us in Christ Jesus. Let us go forth and live in the mercy and peace that passes and surpasses all understanding. Amen.